he shouted from the car. I was not his mate. Paul, he shouted again. Let's go. I waited for a van to go past, and then I crossed the street to the car. What are you doing here? I asked. Get in, and I'll tell you. He turned the key in the ignition as I slammed the door shut. So, you want to know the news? He said. His teeth were aimed straight at me. I shrugged. Sure you do, Paul. You can't help yourself. I looked away across the street. A guy from school was riding his moped along the pavement through the crowds. A girl sat behind him. She threw back her head and laughed as he weaved in and out of the scared-looking kids. Her long hair flew about her face so that all I could see was her open mouth. I'm a dad, Paul. Can you believe that? I'm a dad, and that makes you a big brother. Wait until you see her. She's too beautiful. Have you got anything to eat? I said. Is that all you can say? She's not my sister, I wanted to say, but it was too late for that. He swerved out onto the road. There was the sound of brakes and a car hooted behind us. I saw him check himself out in the rearview mirror. Where are we going? I said. To the hospital. I'm hungry. We'll pick something up on the way. We passed the queue outside the bakery. Kids, nannies, babysitters from Estonia, older kids from school all lined up. That's where I go for sandwiches at lunch if I'm not having noodles from the noodle bar. I like watching the blue flames leap up around the noodle pan, and I like the sweet peanut sauce. If we have time, Pierre and I cross the Jardin du Luxembourg to go to McDo's on the Boulevard Saint-Michel. We take the boxes back into the Jardin, and we sit on the metal chairs and watch the couples kissing wetly under the trees as we suck the red sauce off our chicken nuggets. Maman doesn't let Cindy buy our bread here. She says it is not artisan. She makes Cindy buy the bread at Kaser, where the baguette has seeds all over that get stuck in my braces, and Maman says it is good for me. But I like the bread here. I like bread with white flesh that I can roll into moist balls between my fingers and a crust that breaks into tiny shards that prick my skin. I like their pépites de chocolat, too. If I get to the bakery in the afternoon at 3.50, which I can do after math on Tuesdays, then they are just coming out of the oven. They are soft and long and warm. The woman behind the counter wraps them in a small, thin sheet of paper that is like tracing paper, white with pale blue lettering. They droop in my hand. The chocolate chips inside are warm and smeary. The dough molds to the roof of my mouth, and the chocolate turns to liquid under my tongue. I wished it were Cindy picking me up. When Cindy comes, she takes me to the bakery and she buys me two pépites de chocolat and a bag of cat's tongues, flat, green, acidy bands covered in granules of hard white sugar that scrape the tip of my tongue. She buys them with her own money so that Maman won't find out 
because Maman doesn't want me eating that stuff. But Cindy was probably at home, standing in the shower with her flip-flops on, spraying down the surfaces and the floor with Mr. Clean, picking at the dirt between the tiles with a kitchen knife, and Gabrielle had come instead. He had one hand on the steering wheel, and with the other he reached into his leather jacket and pulled out a cigar. He lit it at the traffic lights by the Hotel Lutetia. He sucked at it so that it burned red. Too bad you don't smoke, he said, looking across at me. He had the seat heating on, and it was like a furnace beneath me. Can't you turn the heating off? I asked. Don't you like a hot ass, Paul? He smiled at me and revved the engine so that the woman in the car next to us turned and stared. I remembered his hand.